Hello, hello, family. How y'all doing today? Hello, everyone. Hey, I am Mr. Jerry. This is Mr. Alicia, and we are glad to be back here with you again. Excited! Yay! <laughs> Very excited. Oh, we definitely, uh, like we said, we take a, a great privilege of being here with you to share with you um, God's word. You know, as we continue to stay in it. And we just want to share with you just some things that, you know, have been on my mind for a while. And um, I hope that, you know, like I uh, mentioned in our description, this can give you a peace of mind as we talk about the topic of death. And I know that this year seems like it's more people passing away than any other year. Um, it almost seems like every day is someone that you may have known of who's passing away or even every week and if you don't think about it it can really be depressing when you you know just take all of that in and you don't really take the time to you know deal with it you just take it on and you don't really slow it down and say hey how do i feel is this affecting me and i think when if we were to be honest with ourselves we can say that sometimes the media, definitely, they they do a great job at trying to deceive us. And what I mean by that is they show you so much, you know, to scare you. And the Bible, you know, basically gives us, you know, insight in terms of not being, you know, so deceived or just, you know, allowing fear to really capture us and just take us out of the context. So... I, like I said, I pray that today, you know, as we share these scriptures with you, um, what I share with you today, what we share with you today, it's nothing that we make up. It's all word for you. So that way you can go back, look at it, you meditate on it. And like I say, it can give you a peace of mind if you really apply these scriptures. Mm -hmm. So um, before we begin, I just want to pray. I want you to join us as we pray. So that way, once we share the word, we get as much knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that God is pouring out um, into us in his word. So join me. Lord God, we just thank you for everybody who's joined us on this live session. And we just thank you for the hearts that are just really uh, interested in learning more about death as you have laid it out. I mean, these scriptures that we're going to explore, I pray that you would give each person a peace of mind, anyone who's dealt with of death or is grieving i pray that you lord god would just heal them in their place of need be their comfort for them and their families and lord god anyone else affected and we just pray lord that we continue to live unto you and know lord god that you are our god so may we keep and remain lord god in you and place our trust in you in jesus name amen amen, amen. so like I said, we are going to take a biblical approach, exploring these scriptures that talk about death. And like I said, I know that may not be everybody's favorite topic. I'm aware it can bring so many different emotions. But today, I pray that it gives you more. Now, I wouldn't want to say curiosity, but it gives you, you know, just a hope, a hope in terms of, hey, things are, are going to get better. It's, it's not as bad as what I have been taught or even seen. 
So join me as we, you know, dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And this is, you know, one of the places where it really talks about death to the Corinthians um, at the church. And, you know, before we start off with death, it, as you read early in some of the verses, um, I want to say, starting in verses 40, um, it could be earlier, but as you read on down from verse 40, it talks about the seed and the importance of, well, you know, when you plant a seed, a seed has to die in order for it to become a plant because it takes on a new body. And this is very true because I'm actually growing a mango plant. I basically took the seed out of a mango, never did it before. So I was, you know, just uh, wow with just seeing how quick it grew up into the plant. And this mm -hmm. is a witness right here because yep. uh, she wasn't even with me when I cracked open, you know, that uh, that seed. I was like, whoop, opened up. And it was a, a pretty a pretty thick seed if you ever had a mango seed. But anyway, after about uh, two weeks or so, planted it and it just started shooting up. And right now you couldn't even tell that it was a seed because of how many leaves it, had, it has uh, there. But um, kind of going back to this um, verse, it gives the same notion that, hey, you know, just as a, um, a seed, you know, once it's planted, it has to die because if it doesn't separate and we know that, you know, to die, it doesn't necessarily mean that's the end of it. But death means that there's a separation, you know, so it can't remain in the original state that it was in because otherwise it's not going to plant it's not going to bear the leaves or even the fruit and many fruit that it could bear so as you keep that in mind it goes on to talk about you know the flesh and the body it talks about how you know animals have um their own type of flesh birds have their own type of flesh fish have their own type of flesh and then it goes on to talk about how the sun has its own glory, the moon has its own glory, the stars have their own glory. Then it gets down to earth and heaven and earth. How heaven has, you know, its own, uh, I want to say, uh, bodies and the earth has its own bodies. And when you think about us on earth, we, you know, because of, when you go back to Genesis, the uh, sin that occurred, you know, because sin occurred, then death occurred. Or, and like I said, we know that death is separation. And that means separation from, you know, spiritually from God in the Old Testament. But thank the Lord for Jesus Christ, because mm -hmm. I'm glad every single day, because without the death and burial of Jesus Christ, we would even have the ability to, to claim spiritual salvation, or even to accept the invitation. In resurrection. In resurrection, yes, yes. And so this also goes on to talk about how, you know, just as a person dies and they are raised into to be in a more glorified body, it says the same thing about us as believers. We have to go through that process. But check this out, and, and I'm going I'm, I'm to share um, this point with you. But I want you to know, that everybody, get this, everybody will not die in the way that you you may think 
And this is another scripture that I'm going to share with you soon that actually says that, that everybody will not die. And as we go on, I want to talk about how sometimes we, you know, may start to worry. Some people may ask, well, when will I die or how will I die? You know, because when you see so many people passing away, you start to wonder about your own self. And you start to think, well, Lord, is it my time? You know, I'm getting in this car. Am I going to get in an accident or I'm going into this um, going to this grocery store? Is it going to be a mass shooting that occurs? And to be honest, it's valid, you know, to think of those, of those things. But you have to realize that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask to think. And so when we do what God has called us to do, praying without ceasing, because trust me, it's so much to pray about. Believe me, little things that happen in your life, you'd be like, Lord, why did this happen? Lord's like, did you pray about it? It's like, hmm, I need to work on that. Praying, um, giving thanks. You know, how often do you really give thanks, you know, when you're in the midst of a situation or even just rejoice? You know, not rejoicing that the situation is hard, but rejoicing that, Lord, you can bring me through this. I ain't tripping. So say that to say like, hey, some things that, you know, as it relates to death, they don't have to get you down the way that you have seen them. You can have a more upbeat morale, if I were to say. But as we continue to move on, I want to jump into this scripture, which is really going to give you an idea of how death is going to look. So as we jump into verse 52, and I'm going to start in verse 50 and reading from the New King James Version. And it says, and again, I'm in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 50. And it reads, now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, verse 51, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. And we may also know this as die. But for believers, it's sleep. Because when you think about sleep, you're going to wake up. So that's why this scripture refers to it as sleep for believers. Because we're not going to be sleep for long. Think about it. When you go to sleep, you wake up. You don't even realize how long you slept until you look at the clock. Okay, so going on, it says, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Okay, get this. In a moment, specifically, and that's my addition, <clears throat> in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And this mortal shall put on immortality. Okay. And then going into verse 54 says, so when this corruptible has put on immortality or has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Okay, so that's mouthful. But I'm sure if you, you know, read with me that scripture that says, for we shall all be changed 
It didn't say some will be changed. This is referring to believers that we will all be changed. Those who are, are still living. And it says in the twinkling of an eye. So I want to break it down, break it down, break it down. The twinkling of an eye basically means when I blink. So get that. When you think about a person blinking, you know, it could be like half a millisecond, give or take. Sometimes you may blink quicker than that. Could be a pickup second. I don't know. But if you were to think about the blink of an eye, the twinkling of an eye, we will all be changed. So whatever you was worried about when it relates to death, to, like when you blink that quick, you're going to be changed. So you ain't even going to have time to worry about dying because you're going to already be changed. Listen, I don't know if, if that doesn't give you hope. I don't know what will, but that gave me hope when I first read it. And I really meditate on it because you have to realize that as you, you know, really study this. And like I say, it, it takes time to really get the concept because sometimes it may it may seem like, mm, I, don't, I don't know. But if you really just took time to be like, man, twinkling of an eye. Like breaking it down, because sometimes you can read it and it just doesn't make sense. But when you really break it down, like it's like, ooh, okay. Like, why am I really tripping? Mm -hmm. So, Alicia, I feel like, you know, there's some feedback and share with people. So I want to open it up to you what you think about that scripture. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're talking about giving people hope. Um, I know sometimes the topic of death can be, you know, I don't want to say scary or just mm -hmm. something that people just kind of steer away from. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk much about it um, because it can kind of just leave you with some um, sad feelings, mm -hmm. you know, uh, or whatever. A lot of feelings can be associated with it. But, you know, one that we are trying to give you is some hope. And mm -hmm. so if you have lost loved ones and you're wondering, mm -hmm you know, about the situation, like how that happened for them, what was the experience like? Mm -hmm. We want you to know, like this scripture can give you some insight as to what will happen. Or, you know, even for you, if you're afraid, you know, um, we never know who's listening or who's watching, but, you know, if you're concerned with that, we want you to have some hope in knowing about, you know, what will happen. Um, mm -hmm. And, and how those who are here um, who may not necessarily die in the natural, and as Jerry used the word sleep in the scripture mm -hmm. that's referenced, yeah. you know, I didn't know if you wanted to go into what this is exactly called, the actual term for when we're not, when we don't die and we are brought up with the Lord. What is that called? Did you want to go into that? Talking about, um, the rapture. The rapture, yes. I, I just wanted, didn't know if you wanted to go into that. Um. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely explore that. But yeah, so like Alicia was saying, um, the rapture, you know, as the scripture puts it plainly, you know, that we would not all die, but within a twinkling of an eye, twinkling of an eye you know, uh, let me go back to it. <clears throat> At the last trumpet, we shall all be changed. And then it goes down to talk about how death is swallowed up in victory. So 
I don't want you to gloss over that because that is a huge statement mm -hmm. that has so much power and meaning to it. And if you were to like to really just keep it at the forefront of, of your mind, yet you, you can put a whole, you know, a lot of things into perspective. But it says death is swallowed up in victory. The victory has already been won, people. So when you think about death, you know, many people look at it as if mm, it's like they have to battle death, not realizing, okay, this is the perspective that I'm going to give you based on this scripture. The scripture is basically saying, as we talked about earlier, the seed, okay? So we know that the seed is not going to remain a seed, even when, you know, it becomes a plant. And when it becomes a plant, that means that it has crossed over. Now, that doesn't mean that just because the seed doesn't maintain its original form, um, that it has, uh, that is basically uh, something totally different. It is. It's a plant. But it still carries the essence of a seed because that's what it was, but it's transformed. So when you think about it, the personality of the seed is there, it's growing. That's what its original purpose was. But that doesn't mean that its physical form has to remain the same, which it doesn't. It becomes a plant and it's able to bear so much. And this is what this scripture is talking about, that we as believers, yes, we are in the flesh. But at the same time, because you have to think about it, your body starts to ache. You start to get sores, rashes on your face, um, just different illnesses that occur. You can't, you can't inhale every type of thing that's outside because of fumes, um, just different things that you may encounter for the body, what you eat. Unfortunately, we can't eat everything because sometimes when we eat it, it does not go out altogether. Some of it stays. I don't know if you know that, but it stays. So that tells you that our bodies are not perfect because... Think about it. Years ago, you were probably one way. And now when you fast forward, it's like, how did I gain or lose all this weight? That shows that the body is not consistent. It also shows that, you know, the body is either, you know, keeping something or it's throwing something off. But in our glorified bodies, hey, we're consistent. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be concerned with health problems or health issues in our heavenly bodies because we will be in our glorified state, in our perfect body. So, you know, that's what, you know, as the scripture is saying about the purpose of being, you know, um, falling asleep, so to speak, and being raised up because we are, so to, you know, put in very few words, a seed. In our lives, we are bearing seeds, you know, with how we, you know, live our lives, are we praying? We are basically planting seeds, allowing those to grow. And as we continue to do that, you know, like the scripture says, when at the last trumpet sound, and, you know, we uh, definitely always pray for Jesus coming, you know, that he takes us, we can be with him in glory, but we will be transformed, okay? Get that. So I want to share with you, eternity because sometimes we don't always think about that we don't talk about it and it's very important because the bible calls us to to really live for eternity not just live for 
here and now because here and now is just going quick. And the person that you was talking to once upon a time, they're not here today. So that should tell you that trying to live for here is, is it's not the right goal. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't give our best. We should always give our best. You know, God calls us to do everything, whether we eat, drink unto the glory of God. But our sole focus should be on eternity, spending time with God, knowing more about who, who God is, his nature, how we can be more sensitive like he is, how we can be more in sync with the Holy Spirit. And as we continue to adopt that mindset, you know, death will, it won't even be a concern when you think about it. So let me continue on in verse 56. It says, the stink of death is sin. Okay. And then it says, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Verse 58 puts it all this way. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Okay, so this is basically showing us that, hey, you know, don't trip. Don't feel like, you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, whether you're working, take care of kids, whatever the case may be, you may feel like it's a waste of time. I'm not really seeing the benefits. God is saying, no, no, no. What you're doing, it's not in vain and it's not useless. In uh, the NLT uh, version, it says, what you're doing for the Lord is not useless. So God is saying, don't, don't look at it that way. What you do for me is for the kingdom, okay? Mm -hmm. And like I told you earlier, we don't always live for this earth, but our focus is to be you know, concerned with eternity how we live in our lives now so that we can experience so much more in eternity. And like I say, I know it's tough because you have so much bombarding you, so much trying to, many people trying to tell you, oh, you should do this right now, you should do that. But this is what the word of God calls us to. And to be honest, it may not always be popular, but you know, like the word of the Lord says, I'm gonna stand on that mm -hmm. because I'm not gonna be you know, we're not going to be people on the side that saying, man, I wish I should have done this. No, 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 no. We got time now. Let's get it right right now. You know, today is the best day to, you know, make a change for it. If you've been following the advice of somebody, say, hey, is this the word of God? And if not, I got to cut this off because mm -hmm. this is not in the best of my benefit for eternity. Because mm -hmm. you a man just like I'm a man. <laughs> and you telling me something that, I clearly don't know if it's the truth or not, but I'm going to stand on this word of God because he knows more about death than I know. Uh, you know, he's seen it because he had so many in creation and he's created and he's a cause to die. So apparently I'm going to trust in him versus you who's only been living for what? How many years? Your days are numbered, but he's never slept or slumber. So when you put things into perspective like that, you don't have to trip, family. You can have hope. You can be like, man, you know, let me not trip about this. This should be a, a, a home-going experience. Let me rejoice. And like I said, I'm not telling you that, hey, um, that when somebody dies, you 
rejoice and know. But we ought we ought to live our lives in a way to where, you know, when a person does die, we pray that it's only, you know, by natural um, causes they lived a full life unto um, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we just pray that uh, as they transition, we rejoice that they're they're able to be with Jesus Christ, you know. And that's you know with this uh, these scriptures are showing us how to really have more of a biblical approach versus an earthly approach where it's just remorse, it's regret. I didn't do this. I didn't take time to spend time with this person, you know, unwilling, but I was never that close to that person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't have to do that, fam. We can be real right now. We can do what the word is calling us to do, abounding in the work of the Lord. What is the work of the Lord? Praying without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances, loving your neighbor as yourself, Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength. That's the work of the Lord. Being able to make disciples, going out and teaching disciples. That's the work of the Lord, family. I don't have to look at the scripture. I've seen it enough. I can still go through it and share more with you. But that is some of the work of the Lord. And you telling me that you cannot do that with what we have today. You have so many people who are sharing how they feel. And you cannot and you cannot do at least one of these things for the Lord who created you, who watches over you day and night, clothes you, feeds you, gives you everything that you need. You telling me that you cannot continue to abound in the work of the Lord. Are you serious? Are you serious? And and I'm being serious because this is not a game. God didn't put us here to just, you know, live vicariously. You know, he put us here to do the work. And to also serve him. Yes, we can enjoy the fruits, but we're also called to minister to so many who who just, you know, outside of church won't even know who Jesus is, mm-hmm. if I were to be honest. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going in, but hey, you know, that's you know, that's that's Bible and and I don't wanna, you know, play around with the word. I wanna give it to you as God gives it to me. So very thankful for that. I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, I was go just ahead. gonna say, like, I felt like we did we did talk about it, but I did want to add to okay. when we talked about um, verse fifty five mm-hmm. through fifty eight, where it says, "Oh death, where is your sting? Mm-hmm. Oh Hades, where is your victory?" So and to the end. So when we think about death, mm-hmm. you know, we were not created to die in the very yeah. very beginning with Adam and Eve. We were intended to live forever and ever. Mm-hmm. But Satan, um, you know, had that or the enemy had this conversation with Eve and, you know, tricked her and made her think that, oh, you know, it's OK. You can eat this. You won't die. And, you know, Satan being a tr- a trickster, someone who likes to manipulate um, and twist things around. Um, we learned that you, we die spiritually. Mm-hmm. So we have separation from Christ. And so. When this happened years, years, years ago, the beginning of time, mm-hmm. Satan thought like, oh, I got them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I won. It, it's They're never going to get back on the same page with God again. They're going to mm-hmm. continue to be separated. I have won this battle. I have power over a human race. This mm-hmm. is what the enemy is thinking. Um, because he knew that through one man and mm-hmm. one man's sin, if you continue to populate the earth, he mm-hmm. knew that, you know what, 
these this sin, this human nature will go out to each person. Each mm. person will have an innate, you know, desire to sin. And so he knew like this is my plan, it's gonna work. But when you read, Oh death, where is your sting? Oh Hades, where is is your victory? Mm. So let me let me say this much. Okay, I'm gonna give an example. When I was yeah. in middle school, I remember all the kids, like if a fight was gonna break out, and there was like these two girls, and they were talking about like they had all this smack, they were going back and forth, just mm -hmm. talking back and forth. And then again the fight, and then at the end, the person who won will be like, Oh, you was talking all that junk, oh, you were saying all that mess, you were saying you was gonna do this and you mm -hmm. didn't do this. And that's what this scripture is saying here. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Because yes. you have nothing. Mm -hmm. When Jesus died on the cross, I want people to understand that he rose up with all power and might in his hand. And when we take on that salvation, we have that same power that's in him is in us. Mm -hmm. So when we so when we say, like, where is your victory? the devil doesn't have any victory. We've right. already won the victory. Mm -hmm. And so that is where we can rejoice in this. And this scripture, it, it keeps on actually the verse further up. This is death is swallowed up in victory. Mm -hmm. So we already know that we win. Right. We're conquerors. We're more than conquerors. Exactly. And so that's just something I wanted to share to give people hope is that this is not a situation where when someone dies, you feel as though you're hopeless. Like yeah. you lost the battle. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, you gave up, um, you just feel defeated, deflated. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, we want you to understand that in Christ, as believers, it's not over. It's mm -hmm. the beginning of something new. Yes. Everlasting life is what you have. You have a promise to everlasting life with, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's not over um, and it's not finished. So that was just kind of what I wanted to share. That's rich. I I, I, I love that. And, um, <clears throat> you know, like I said, um, in addition to that, or to follow that, um, you may wonder, well, man, I appreciate that, but, you know, what do I do now? Well, like I already said earlier, the work, you know, at the end of this entire chapter, it basically tells you continue to abound in the work of the Lord. Because, as you when you start to do what God has called you, you don't get concerned with a lot of the worries of the world. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't be aware of what's going on or even have sympathy, but it's also showing you that, hey, I have work to do. And if I'm doing the work of the Lord, my spirit is going to be stronger than my flesh because my flesh may you know, start to take on you know, a lot of emotions not you know realizing that hey it doesn't have to take on you know as much as it does but the spirit is able to say hey you know we we can get through this we got this you know the spirit is able to communicate with holy spirit and that can keep you driving moving in the right direction and like i said family um about to wrap it up shortly but i did want to share this scripture with you from first thessalonians uh, chapter 4, verse 13. And this reads, But I do not want you to be ignorant. And it's still talking about topic of death. And it says, Brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Okay. It says, Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. And in some translations, it may say, Listen, um, listen, family or brethren, I don't want you to be naive or ignorant. Um, concerning those who have died or fallen asleep, 
otherwise you may be uh, you may be like those in the world who have no hope. And like Alicia was saying, sometimes you may feel like when a person dies, you start to lose hope. You're like, man, they're not here anymore. I just don't know what to do. Well, you do know what to do, but that's just a natural reaction. You know, just you've been used to saying that I don't know what to do. You do know what to do. God is already placing you spirit. And when you start to live for Christ and you accept Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is God. <laughs> it's God's spirit. So he is telling you what to do. The problem is you can be so far from the Holy Spirit to where you don't know what to do when it's time for you to do something. And it's important that we start to practice, you know, being closer to the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? Standing in the word. You know, a lot of times people don't want to read. They don't want to read early in the morning, even late at night, or even pray early in the morning, late at night, even during the day, praying, rejoicing um, when situations happen. That's all the things that God has already called us to do. And so that really helps us to develop this mentality of saying, hey, I don't have the sorrow like other people because my spirit is built up, is strengthened. And I'm going to continue in verse 14. It says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him to those who sleep in Jesus. So this is telling you that everybody that you know that's in the grave right now, they are going to be resurrected. Those who are saved and who are believers, their bodies are going to raise up from the dead. Now, Lord willing, I just pray that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to see that, Lord willing, because I know I probably freak out. But that's going to happen because this scripture says it plainly, okay? So keep this in mind. This is in verse 14 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that even so God would bring with him those who have um, who are asleep in Jesus. So that lets you know that anyone who has passed away was a believer, faithful unto Jesus, their body is going to raise up. Okay. They're going to raise up soul and body. Okay. And they're going to be glorified. So that should give you some hope family. And like I say, it can take some time to really get this, but as you get it, meditate on this daily. Um, as you continue to, I would say, live for God daily. Give your best. When you give your best, you don't have anything to regret because you've given it all unto Jesus. And I feel like sometimes we regret because we we hold back. Why do we hold back? Well, sometimes we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe in the power that, the power and the authority that um, God has given us. Like Alicia was saying, on the cross, Jesus died for our sins. Death is swallowed up. Sometimes we don't believe that that power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us, or the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. And it's important that you meditate on these scriptures because the enemy, he wants to do everything he can to trick you. Why does he want to trick you? Well, I'm going to put it simply, and we're going to wrap it up. The enemy, the enemy basically wants to trick you for one reason, one reason only. He wants to stop the covenant. What is the covenant? The covenant um, from Abraham, all the way from Abraham unto Jesus, down on the cross. He wants to cut off any inheritance from you because 
the Emmett cannot have an inheritance. His only inheritance is hell, okay? And that's not a good one, but that's based on sin. And so the enemy knows that, hey, if this person is for, is for Christ, I got to find a way to, to take them out. But Jesus said, that, hey, I defeated death. The, the, death was defeated on the cross, okay? As far as Satan is concerned, he's just a dog right now in the cage. Only thing he's doing is barking. He's trying to, you know, get you off course. He can't do nothing. Because like the scripture says, it says, death wears your sting. That means that death can't even touch you. It can't even inflict a harm to you. Only thing he can do is just bark. That's all he can do. But what happens is we allow that bark to feel as if it was a sting. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to warn you, family, don't do that. Stay in this word. Meditate on these scriptures because like the, the scripture says, death death was swallowed up in victory. We have the victory family. And I want you to know that death does not have to be a, a fear of you. Um, don't allow it to, to uh, take you off course. You know, yes, death occurs. It's occurred our family. And we know that it will continue to occur. But we also know that it's not the end all, be all. And so... We rejoice because we know that Jesus is greater. Some things we, it's not to say that we still understand things that will happen, may happen, or have happened, but we do stand on God's word knowing that, hey, this is not the end. And we're going to be able to see our family, you know, all who continue to labor unto Jesus, believe in him. We're going to see them in glory, in our glorified bodies, and being able to be with Jesus. Um, in eternity, God the Father, in eternity. So we want you to, like I said, meditate on these scriptures. Um, reach out to us um, if we can help you in any way, praying for you. If you need prayers, definitely reach out to us. We want to help you. Um, other than that, we just uh, pray that this gives you a, a peace of mind, like I said, because, uh, you know, it, uh, it it takes some, some work yeah. to um, really adopt this type of mentality. But you know, like we said, um, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask for things. So he can really help you to get through this, you know, block that you may be facing. Any other comments, Alicia? I do not. I don't have any comments. We just hope that everyone found um, something from this word they mm -hmm. take from it. Um, and we pray that you're comforted by this message tonight. But that's all that I have. All right, family. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at DLFO, um, DLF Fellowship. Oh, and I cannot forget TikTok. Make sure you follow us on there because, hey, we're spreading the word like God calls us to. And um, like I said, we just want you to be encouraged. You know, we're not trying to put nothing extra, no salt. We don't need to put salt in the word. It's, it's seasoned as it is. We just want to share with you. So if you can um, pray with me, pray us out, and I pray that you have a great evening. Lord God, we just thank you for everybody that's joined us. We pray that as we shared your word, um, we just pray that your word touches many, able to give them the peace of mind during this time, and that they would share this with many others, that this will be shared, Lord, massively, not for our glory, Lord, um, but for your glory. 
um, that people would just be able to learn about your word, to, to see, Lord God, what you're pouring out into them. And we just pray that as we continue to live for you, Lord God, may our hope be built up, may our spirit be strengthened, and may, Lord, we be in a position to maximize our potential for the kingdom. So, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We pray for protection over all, for healing, for strength, Lord God, uh, for comfort um, to those who need it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray all these things. Amen. 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 We love you, family.